Hello and welcome to Tools to Create a Better Life with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. All right, so this week's show is all about business and how to set prices as if by magic. And these sessions can be anything. It can be products that you sell or sessions that you have, or even if you're listing something to sell used, like if you're selling your car or you're selling some clothes that you don't wear anymore or something like this. These magic tricks really can be used in any way to set the prices. And it's totally different. The very first time that I did this was back in uh, September of 2011. I was taking an Access Consciousness Foundation class and we were talking about business and one of the people in the class asked about setting prices for the sessions that they were offering. And the facilitator said, well, ask the session what it would like to be charged. And I remember being like, what? Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. I had been in business at that point. I'd been in that business since 2002. So what was that? Nine years? And I had only ever priced my sessions and anything based on, I would say, logic. The very first thing I priced was Reiki sessions. So that's what I started my business with, say, Reiki sessions and clinical hypnotherapy sessions back in 2002. And what I did was I looked around my area now, there was nobody offering those things in small town, Alberta, Canada. So I looked at the people who were offering massage and I charged the same price that people who were offering massage were charging because I didn't know any other way. So nine years later, when this facilitator invites me to ask the session what it would like to be charged, um, it was a little strange. And the coolest thing is it actually worked. And so I've actually been using it ever since. That is how I price everything is I ask the thing I'm pricing what it would like to be charged. Now, I don't get the, you know, the, the, the thing I'm pricing doesn't yell at me. It's not this big booming voice. I actually use my awareness and what we call an access light and heavy. So where you're going into like, okay, so truth session, would you like me to charge uh, $10 for you? Truth, would you like me to charge $20? Truth, $30. And you keep going until you get to a lightness for you. Now, everybody's lightness is a little bit different. So there's a radio show called What the Fuck is Light and Heavy? So we'll put that in the show notes uh, that you can go and check out if you would like more information about it. But basically, you're looking for what's true for you. And how true shows up for us is a little bit different for each one of us, but mostly it just feels lighter. So you might smile, you might have like a where your whole body relaxes. Uh, you, there's so many different ways that it can show up, but basically you're looking for that energy. And then uh, when it's a no for you, it often feels heavy or contracted or denseness, or there's not really a lot of smiling. Like it's just like, oh, okay. Like there's just kind of, yeah, it's a denseness or just, just not the expansiveness. So if you're familiar 
if you're not familiar with this, and even if you are familiar with this, let's do this exercise together right now. So just take a moment, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask two questions, and I want you to pay attention to your body with both of them. So truth, your body likes to drink water. Truth, your body likes to drink poison. So the water will always be lighter because if you notice what I said was likes to drink water. So I'm not asking if it would like water right now because your body isn't always going to say yes to water 24-7. But likes to drink it? Yes, of course your body likes to drink it. And likes to drink poison? No, of course your body would never say yes to poison. So that can give you kind of a baseline of how you read your light and heavy. And that's basically how we use it with pricing of our sessions, is we ask the session, truth session, what would you like me to charge for you so people can receive you? And then you just start giving numbers. So I would never just leave it like that, like leave it open like that. Now I'm gonna bring in the numbers. So again, like I said earlier, truth $10, truth $20, truth $30, truth $40, and keep going. Now, if you know that your sessions will be, say, $100 or more, start at $100. You don't have to start at $10. But if you actually have no clue whatsoever, start at $10, just to give yourself an idea. So back in 2011, when I was doing this for the first time, my sessions were $160 an hour. And I had, in all of my nine years of business, only ever increased my prices by five or $10 an hour. I had a lot of points of view about what the right way to do business was and what the wrong way to do business was. And so I really was uh, only increasing in very small increments. And so when I was in the class and I was asking my business the way that she was suggesting, first I kind of thought, well, this isn't even going to work. And imagine my surprise when it did. And I actually got to 250. So I was charging 160 and all of a sudden I, my business was saying, or the session I was asking about was saying $250 an hour. Well, I went into kind of the craziest ninja refusing, like, that's ridiculous. Oh, I could never charge it. You can't go up from 160 to 250 That's $90. And like, I had all this stuff come up. And I don't recall if it was suggested in the, in the class or if I just did it on my own. I don't remember. But what I did was I said, thank you, Session, for letting me know please give me some time to get there. Because what I was aware of was all of that crazy that was coming up were just my interesting points of views. So they weren't true, they weren't real, they weren't something I had to live by. They were just all of the interesting points of views that I had about raising my prices. And quite honestly, that probably everybody had about raising prices and I was just infinitely aware of them. So I just said, give me some time. Now that was September. And by January 1st, I had cleared all of my points of views and I raised my prices to $250 an hour. And I absolutely had some people leave. 
I even got at least one email of a woman who was so mad and so upset that I would do that because she could no longer afford it. And don't I know I would never work with her again. Anyway, it was on and on. And honestly, I was not happy working with her. It was not fun to do sessions with her. So to have her leave, there was this relief. And the other really cool thing that occurred was there were other people who came that weren't able to come when my prices weren't congruent with what my sessions were asking for. Because this is the thing, guys, is your business, you're co-creating your business. Your business isn't just something for you to boss around, which is what I was doing. It's not something that you're doing by yourself. You and your business are co-creating it. So when it asks for a certain price or certain whatever, like it's aware of something. It's aware that there's something greater. It's, it knows what it's gifting. It knows what's possible in, in whatever it is. So let it have a voice. <laughs> really, really, really let it have a voice. And it was about, I'm not sure if it was maybe a year and a half or two and a half years later that I did the same thing. I asked the business what price it would like and it went from 250 to 350. So I did the same thing. Okay, give me some time to catch up. I knew I had interesting points of views to clear and I cleared them by June of that year. I don't recall again what year that was, but by June of that year, I'd cleared those points of views, but I didn't take action. I didn't actually raise the prices. And what was so interesting to me is that come July, now the way that I normally ran my business at that time, my business is very different now, but at that time is I did three to four uh, client session days a week. And then I often would teach classes on the weekends. So I never booked up weeks in advance. I don't actually like that energy in terms of one-on-one sessions. Like that was never fun for me, but I was always full the week before. So the next week I was always full. So that just felt good to me. And uh, (laughs) what I noticed was come July is that my sessions weren't booked the week before. In fact, I was starting to have, as each week went by, I was starting to have more and more open spaces. And I was freaking right out. I will tell you that it was like, oh my gosh, my business is dying. I need to go get a job. There was all this crazy And then I remembered that I hadn't actually raised my prices. So I had done, you know, I had asked my business to give me some time. It gave me time. I did clear those points of views and then I just wasn't taking action. So September of that year, I put in place that it was, I was going to be raising my prices and sure enough, went right back to being full the week before continuously. And so it was just like, wow, it was kind of like the energy of my business is like, Hey, you know what? I've done my part. I sat back long enough. Now I am going to twist your arm until you take action. And, uh, and so it's just like, to me, it's such a co-creation. I get so excited when I talk about business because business to me is just one of those places that can be so fun and so, uh, nurturing for us. If we allow ourselves to gift and receive with the business and really a Oh, gosh, a way to change the world if, if, if that's something that you're looking to do. 
And of course, we can do it in many ways. We don't even have to have a business to change the world, of course. And it's one of the ways that we can. It's one of the ways that we can reach people. It's one of the ways that we can uh, be more of us in, in ways that maybe without a business, we wouldn't be that. So we can be writing books, we can be doing videos, we can be doing classes, I mean, whatever it is, to, to really be that invitation to people who are looking for more in whatever way. Because it doesn't even mean that you have to be doing sessions like, you know, say access bar sessions or any of that. You can be a hairdresser and changing the world. You can be a, uh, you know, work for your, your county uh, doing garbage removal and that sort of stuff and change the world. Like it doesn't have to be in any way, shape or form. There's so many ways that we change the world. Like Dr. Dane here, one of the, the co-founders of Access Consciousness, he's got a whole book, Be You, Change the World. It's really about being you. And for me, I have found being me in business has created so much more. Because again, I started a business in 2002. So believe me, I spent a lot of time not being me. In fact, I was just talking to a gal uh, last week. I'm, I'm offering these three-month coaching sessions and she was having a 10-minute chat with me, just asking some questions around it to see if it was a fit for her. And she said something that just, it just made me smile because she said, you know, Glenice, I get that you and I could be friends. And, and we'd been spending some time together and I was getting some sessions from her and she'd been coming to some classes and stuff. So she's like, my concern is that if I do this coaching with you, that won't happen. Like we won't be friends because we're doing this kind of business thing together. And I smiled and I said, you know what? If this was 10 years ago, absolutely you are correct. Because 10 years ago, I did business, air quotes, right. And I had no friendship with my clients. It was different if they were my friend first and then they came. But if they came as a client, I had absolutely no friendship with them whatsoever. I had only professional. I didn't even swear. If you could imagine, there was a time I didn't swear. Now, I sweared personally. I was a totally different person in my personal life. But my professional life saw a totally different person. And, and so I said to her, you know what? Yeah, 10 years ago, you're right. We would not, we would not be friends like that. This would be the deal breaker. I said, now? I said, not at all. Like, if we're going to be friends, we're going to be friends, whether we're doing business or not. I said, I don't have that, that kind of where I have to play a certain role. In fact, my only role is to be me. Because I know that I can't contribute to people, whether I'm coaching them or they're coming to classes or they're my friend or they're, uh, you know, my family. I cannot contribute to them by not being me. It's when I put on those masks. It's when I pretend I'm something that I'm not. That's when the separation occurs. And in this day and age with social media and everybody being so much more aware, like we know, we know when somebody's putting on a facade, like it, we just know. And I can see it. I can see in different people's posts about business and, you know, they're saying one thing, but energetically it's not matching. Uh, or we can see when people are willing to be vulnerable. Now, not just to like throw their, you know, dirty laundry on the street or anything like that, but from a place of, you know, here I am. 
here I am. In fact, I've been following this gal who does branding here uh, locally. And I don't even know how I came across her site, <laughs> but I came across it. So I've been following her on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, she did a post a couple weeks ago that was so... I, w I was just like, wow, good on her. Because she does branding. So this isn't something that she would have to discuss. And yet it did create so much more of just her being her, which I could totally perceive how it gave a lot of people another possibility. And so what her post was about was that her and her husband, they're in their early 40s, they don't actually share a bedroom. They, they go and visit each other, uh, but they don't actually share a bedroom. They have their own space based on their sleeping habits and trying it for many years the way you're supposed to as a married couple sleep together. And it just didn't work for them. And she shared it. And it was just, and it was such a beautifully written post too that I was like, wow, you know what? For all the people who struggle with that, how much of an invitation is that? And it, again, it wasn't done from, oh, I need to be vulnerable now or it's a social media, so I need to tell all. It was like really like, Hey guys, just, just so you know, here's, here's how we live. And not from that, that's what people should do or shouldn't do, but just to open it up. And it was interesting because like a week later, somebody totally unrelated, a friend on a different part of the world was posting about how she'd been away for a week and she had never slept so good as when she sleeps with her husband, you know, being away. And, and she's like, let's just start talking about this. And I was like, wow, isn't that interesting? Because it's not, it's not something that hubby and I, I have no problem, you know, sleeping with him. He is a snorer. He does do all sorts of, you know, moves a lot, all of that. But when I go to sleep, I go to sleep. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, but I could see where, if it did, where those points of views could really trip a person up. And that's the sort of stuff. And that's the sort of stuff I've heard about my radio show for years. So again, if you're new, uh, please search the Glenny Show on the pot, whatever app you're listening to, and you will find over 300 radio shows. Uh, so this is this is uh, you know just a few on the tools to create a better life, but many over there. And and so that's what people have said to me over the years is like how grateful they are for who I be with the radio show. I don't come on and say, hey, I'm perfect at this or this is perfect in my world or anything. It's like I come on to to actually be more of me and and to invite me to more. And what I love is that it invites everyone else to more who listens to who would like to be invited to more also like that to me is is us being us, us being us changing the world. And if you haven't read Dr. Dane's book, please check it out. It's also on audio. I love to sleep with it on. I also love to just play it on my phone, on low, wherever I am. So if I'm out like shopping or I'm facilitating a class or I'm uh, sleeping, like just to have it on, it is, it is such a beautiful invitation. So back in 2014, I did like a handout and a video uh, for my, my business group back then on how to set prices. So if you would like that, you can just go to glenisehughes.com, go to radio show, find this specific radio show, and underneath will be the downloads. Uh, you'll need to opt in to, to receive the downloads, of course, but you can grab them there. And I will tell you though, 
the video is from 2014. And I mean, not that my videos are perfect now, don't get me wrong, but you can certainly tell that I do not have the ease in front of the camera that I do now. Uh, and I wonder what's possible in the next six years. Uh, but anyway, if you would like that, it's the handout, basically the step-by-step -step process of doing it. And then I think the video is like 12 minutes uh, that'll take you through the handout just so that you can start getting a sense of how to set the prices, how to commune with your business to set the prices and to know that there isn't a right or a wrong price. There really isn't. Now the cool thing with prices, unless you're actually getting something officially printed, like let's say you're gonna get a thousand brochures printed, uh, you can change your prices. I mean, even if you have them on the brochure, you can change them. But one of the things that I did early on in business was I added an insert to my brochures. So I got the brochures printed with no specific information whatsoever. And I mean, in terms of pricing, and then I added an insert so that when I did change them, I didn't have to get new brochures. And even when we moved a couple years ago, I still threw a bunch of brochures out. I don't know that brochures are really a thing anymore, but they used to be years ago. And when I first started, that was kind of how you got the information out there. Now with social media, uh, you know, online stuff, it's, it's very different. But that's what I did is I didn't have it printed on anything officially. And of course, you can always change your prices, even if it is somewhere. But just to know that it's not set in stone, just like everything else, you can actually change your mind. You can change it, you can choose it. And once we choose something, we'll actually create the awareness. And once we have the awareness, then we can change it again if it's required. So, and yep, people might call you flighty and might have all sorts of interesting points of views about you. And what if that's okay? Like, what if you don't have to do it their way or for them? And I know for myself, that's how I used to price is what can they afford? What won't they judge me for in terms of pricing? Like, yeah, really ridiculous. Now I can see that. But at the time it was so, it was so important, one, for people to like me and two, for people not to judge me. And that's a really interesting energy in of itself and What's funny is that no matter what, people will still judge you. <laughs> and I mean, and they still continue to judge me no matter how much I didn't desire them to judge me, they still judged me. Why? Because they judged themselves. And ultimately, if you would like to create greater on the planet, whether it's in a business or just in your own life, doesn't matter. You gotta be willing to receive judgment. Now, not receive it in terms of like, okay, it's right, they're, they're, they're telling the truth that I'm, I'm receiving. It's like, no, receive it means with no point of view. It's like, cool, that person thinks I charge too much. Cool, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, no, nothing. No agreeing and aligning, no resisting and reacting. It's just cool. That's it. No more, nothing, no story, and whatever the judgment is, nothing additional. It's like, cool, that's where they're at. That is where they are at. Somebody judges you based on your pricing, it's only because they wouldn't charge that. They wouldn't be willing to receive that. 
cool. It's just giving you information about them. Okay, so let's go back to, um, so we've talked about like using your awareness to ask questions and asking truth. And when we use the question truth, or we, not necessarily the question, when we say truth before the question, what we're doing is we're actually tapping into what's actually true because it's like a universal law. So when you say truth before you ask something, you actually will get the truth. So if you have kids and you're asking them if they did their homework in your head before you ask, say truth, and then ask, hey, did you get your homework done? They will either, you know, you'll know that they're lying if they try to lie. So if they say yes, but it's really a no, you'll, it'll be so clear, so much clearer than if you don't use truth. So I use truth pretty much in front of every question I ask. Truth session, what would you like me to charge for you so people receive you. And then start with the amount. So truth, $10, $20, whatever it is. And then you'll find one that's expansive for you. And if you, the, I guess the next step would be is truth, I am willing to receive blank for that session. So let's just say it's $200. So truth, I am willing to receive $200 for that session. Oh, it's light. Okay, cool. Then carry on, change your, your session prices. And if it's heavy, if it's a no, please don't change your session prices. Please don't until you are willing to receive it. Because even if your session is asking for a certain amount, you not being willing to receive it will not allow people to pay you for it. So it really is something you want to check in. And what's cool is if it's a no, you can change it. You can, it's so easy to change it. And from my experience is that you just, what I did and have continued to do for every crazy point of view that I know that I like have a lot of points of views around them is that I will take a piece of paper, my phone, whatever, start at the top of the piece of paper, I can't, in this case, receive $200 for a session because. Now go ahead and list all of the becauses. Because it's greedy, because my mom would hate me, because that client would stop seeing me, because I wouldn't have any business, because, you know, whatever all your becauses are. And don't filter them. Because they are going to be crazy that comes up. Be okay with crazy, okay? It's not actually true. All of these awarenesses, or not, not, they're not really awarenesses, all of the points of views that come up when you fill that in, those are just interesting points of views that you get to clear. And then take some time with it. So clear, so write them all down, then go through each one and use either, well, whatever way, if you have a different way to clear points of views or beliefs, go ahead and use that. If you use the access tools, I like to use either the interesting point of view, I have that point of view tool, which is where you would look at each one and do exactly that. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view, until there's no energy on it. So you might need to say it three or five or 10 times, maybe more, and then move to the next one, do the same thing. Uh, or you can just use the clearing statement. So I can't raise my prices to $200 because it's greedy. Everything that is, I destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. 
and then move to the next one. Do all of them, put the list away, bring it out 24 or 48 hours. Any of your becauses that you don't laugh at, clear them. <laughs> because it just means there's still an energy there. There's still a point of view there, so clear them again. And basically you wanna to get to where they're all, there's no energy on it whatsoever. That's when you know you've cleared it. And then that's when you can go ahead and raise your prices. And I like it I might sound like a lot of work, but it's actually not. And once you clear a point of view, it's gone. So to me, this is stuff that you want to be putting the time in. And when I say time, I mean maybe the first time you do that list would be 20 to 30 minutes. Like I don't mean you're looking at hours at all. And the next time you pull it out, it might only be five minutes. It just depends. But that, to me, those points of views, if you have them with regards to raising your prices, you likely have very similar points of views in other areas of your life. So when you clear them in this area, it's actually going to ripple out and clear that, that similar energy belief in the other areas too. So that's what I love about these tools is that it just starts changing every area of your life. So it's not like your, your business is going to get better and your personal life is going to be, you know, continue to be crappy if that's the case. It's like, no, once you start changing points of views, because a lot of times let's say, you know, points of views about money, a lot of times it's based on, oh, the crazy points of views of worth or deserving or scarcity, stuff like that. Well, again, those are probably very similar to points of views you have in other areas. So that stuff starts shifting and changing and becoming like what is actually possible, like truly what is possible in every area of your life without those points of views. Imagine going beyond the point of view of scarcity, of lack. Oh my gosh, right? Like if you knew only abundance, Oh my gosh, just get the energy of that for a moment. And like, yeah, just that energy. But it really, like, the, probably the more accurate way to say it is if you didn't buy the lie of scarcity. So you actually do only know abundance, but just as I do, we all know abundance. But what we do is we buy the lie of scarcity. So that's a, that's a better way to say it or a more accurate way to say it is like, imagine knowing and living and breathing only abundance. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I wonder what it would be like to, to live that each and every moment of every day. Like, I wonder what that would be like. And I just invite you right now to wonder with me if that feels yummy. Wondering to me is one of the quickest ways to create magic. Because when we wonder, when we ask questions, when we're curious, we invite that energy in. It's also the same when we wonder how come we don't have enough money or we wonder why there's not enough money on the planet. We wonder why money has to be a struggle guess what? We invite more of that in too. So I like to cognitively wonder and, you know, have trained myself and, and even set timers 
to wonder about the things that I truly desire. Like that, like I wonder what it would be like to get up each and every day and live every moment of every day from abundance. Yeah. And I wonder how much more we could create on the planet if we chose that energy all day long. Hmm. Like what would truly be possible being the abundance that we truly be? Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder what else is possible for our businesses that we've never even considered. I love to wonder that. Like, I wonder what else is truly possible for our businesses that we have never even considered. And I wonder what's truly possible with communing and and co-creating with our businesses that we've never even imagined possible. Like, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what magic we could co-create on the planet that has never been possible before. I wonder how much fun we could have in business. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, one of, one of the things I love to do just every day. Uh, I have a timer set on my phone to go off at 6 a.m. Because um, of usually up around 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. So when it goes off, it just reminds me to wonder. It reminds me to ask some questions or some specific things that I go through uh, just to start the day off with the business. And of course, in er- my areas of my life, too, and just to really be present with what I am creating because it's I was gonna say it's easy and I'm trying to find what's a more accurate word uh when we do business from this reality the focus is much more on what the struggle is how difficult it is what we don't have, what we're not creating, like just all of that. And that's often what we end up asking for more of. Like, why is this so hard? Why doesn't anybody want what I have? Like, you know, we do all that crazy. Uh, And so by reminding myself with a reminder on my phone, uh, it just starts my day in a different way. And then when I start my day in a different way, throughout the day, if I start going down that rabbit hole, it's quicker to get the energy. Like I, I'm, I'm much quicker to, to perceive the heaviness when I go down the rabbit hole. And because as soon as I can, I'm aware of it, I'll change it. So it just helps me to perceive it quicker and then huh, change it. Start asking for something else. Start going into the wondering again. And it can be something as simple like, I wonder what else is possible that I've never even considered. I wonder what else is possible that I've never even considered. And then one that I've been asking a lot lately, I wonder what else is actually possible that I've never even considered. And so the actually piece is the energy of actualization. So I wonder what else is actually possible with the business that I've never even considered. Ah, yes, yes.
So for any of you who would love to be playing more with the tools with business and really exponentializing your business, we are having a business creation club. This is the the next round. So July, August, September, October, it's a four month program. We get together twice a month via Zoom. We get together uh, every Tuesday uh, via Facebook Live and we actually go through a set of questions that we ask together and then you get the audio to be continuing those asks again just to train you just to train you to get into the habit of asking for what you would like Uh, there's bonuses there's all sorts of things so you can message me if you can't find that information if you're not on my email list um, or if you you know if you go to glenisehughes.com go to the radio show go to this specific radio show you'll see the link there too so um, would love to have you come and play and it's just so much fun because even though everybody in there has different businesses it's so cool the magic that we can co-create together even though the businesses are different okay so going back to the setting of the prices so let's say you've done all the work you've cleared the points of views you're ready to set your prices Now what you want to do is just be aware of when you put them out into the world. So let's say you do your business by phone and people are phoning and saying, hey, how much is it to, you know, see you for a session or buy that product? And you say the new price. What I want you to be aware of is, is that okay in your world? The way that I used to do, and this was before I was studying the tools of access, and I still am aware of it. Uh, is that if I couldn't say it comfortably out loud while looking the person in the face, then I wasn't quite congruent with it. So it doesn't mean you have to change it, because again, you've done the work, but you might want to do a little bit more work or check in what that is, because it also can be you're aware of their world. You know, so now I've talked about having, you know, prices at 160, and then they went to 250, then they went to 350. From 350 an hour, I actually went right to $1,000. There was no other price point in between, and I didn't clear one point of view. So this is the rippling out effect that I'm talking about, is that I had cleared so many points of views about money, I'd cleared so much crazy about money, that when the business asked them to be $1,000, it was like, oh, okay, sure. And it was done. And sometimes I might change that, I might be traveling and I might want to add some one-to-one sessions during that travel time or whatever. might shift it up a bit. And that's, that's where they're at. And so it's like really, the more that you clear your points of views about anything, the more magic you are actually going to create in every area of your life. And I know I said that already, and I don't know that I could say it enough, because so often I just hear from people like, oh, you know, that, that exercise, that whole like because exercise, like that's too much, I don't have time for that. And what I always say to people is, well, do you have time for the limitations? Like, is that working for you? Because the time that you put in, the time that you don't take that, say 30 minutes just to work on that, that would ultimately ripple out and change every area of your life. Do you really not have time for that? And of course, I mean, when when we work together, when I work with you or work with other people or you do with other facilitators, and me, of course, um, we change things much quicker. It's just, I'm talking about when you're at home by yourself, doing this on your own, Doing it this way is one of the ways that I found to be very magical. And even though it might seem long, actually quite quick. But of course, working with somebody and getting, you know, the verbal processing can be very quick, much quicker than that. And 
what if it is? I mean, how valuable would it be to you to have no points of views about money? Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That is interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, and I guess everywhere it's been more valuable to you to have points of views about money to limit you. Yeah, you might wanna, might wanna change that. Because <laughs> then we go back to that energy of abundance and, and being that all day, every day, all night, every night, like constantly. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Okay, huh. And so, you know, you wanna look at that with what you value. And it's, it's not a cognitive thing, guys. Like, really, it's not. And if you've listened to my stuff, you've heard me say it a million times. When we value something, we will keep it. When we no longer value it, we let it go. And so when we're valuing money limitations, money points of views, you just want to be present with that. What is that? What, what is that? Who are you being? Who did you see value that? What would you lose if you stopped valuing money uh, limitations? Like you just start kind of like getting curious with that because it's not wrong. We don't want to go into judgment. We just want to recognize that there's another choice. There's another possibility. And once we stop valuing the limitation and we start valuing the possibility, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, everything can change and it will ripple out into every area of your life and your living. Yeah. All right. Have an awesome, awesome week, sweet friends. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. <laughs>